Balotelli, Aguero! They do have a timeout, decide not to use it, Curry, way downtown, bang, bang, oh what a shot from Curry! He's in, Patriots win the Super Bowl, Brady has his fifth! 13, 13! <laughs> Can you believe it? Hey guys, welcome back to the Locker Room Podcast, episode 30, um, I'm your host Oliver, and joined by Sharpie for the first time in about a month, I reckon. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to be back. Um, <laughs> you welcome everyone, and I'm sorry you had to deal with Lockie for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you've but, been copping a bit of heat while you've been gone, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but you know I'm back and you know deal and, with Lockie this week. And Lockie's gone. <laughs> yeah, um, hopefully permanently. Hopefully, I don't sound too weird. Obviously, I, I've been a bit cook lately, but um, I'll try and power through this. Um, the we won't touch on the Super Bowl really because I'm just disappointed. Um, the Bengals lost and that happened about a, a week or the start of the week, so it's a bit late anyway. Um, we'll go into a little game here. Um, I've got five players, Sharpie. I just want you to say whether you think they're overrated or underrated. Now, I saw this on TikTok, so I thought it'd be a nice little game. Um, first player, Jeremy Grant. Um, I reckon he's overrated. That's fair. I, I think he's he's just properly rated, close to overrated. Oh, I didn't know that was an. I didn't know that was an option. Oh, yeah, okay. oh, it can yeah. be. An, it, it's mainly overrated, underrated. But if it's so close, you can say properly rated. Oh, okay, up? then he's probably yeah, he's probably rated then. All right, I I think I know your answer with this next one, Miles Turner. Underrated. Yeah, I knew I knew you were going with that one straight away. Um, Rudy Gobert, oh, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's properly rated with what they're asking for, at least in the trade market. I think it's properly rated. Yeah. Uh, um, Rudy Gobert, leaning more towards overrated. Ooh. See, I go under. That's the despite thing. what the MVP rankings say. I think. I think MVP rankings, he's overrated. But I feel, I don't know, I just feel like the NBA community, he's underrated. Like you yeah. always see like Draymond Green giving him shit and stuff, but you see the Jazz without him. The Jazz have yeah, just been yeah. fucking dreadful. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to be a good one. Damian Lillard. Um, I mean, I'm going to say overrated. I agree. I reckon he's a, yeah, he's a great player. Yeah, but I think he's overrated. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's never won anything. You see that that graph all the time when he first entered the league. When against now, yeah, and the only thing that's changed is his beard's grown. <laughs> um, last one. I I think I've got. I know what you're going to go here. Dejounte Murray. I reckon he's properly rated. Oh, and, and now now that he, now that he's an all star, especially he's probably. Mm. He's probably rated. I, I still think he's slightly underrated, but I mean, oh, I get, yeah, he doesn't get much attention because he plays yeah. the Spurs. But you know, he's he's pretty. I reckon that now because he's an all star, he's properly rated, especially yeah. after the way he's been playing this season. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, now we're a bit behind the trade uh, deadline because of Super Bowl and everything, but we'll get to the winners and losers of the trades. So, uh. The winners and losers for the Simmons-Harden trade. So, obviously, it was Ben Simmons for 
uh, sorry, it was Ben Simmons going to the Nets with Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first round picks for James Harden. Who do you think won the trade? And do you think there was actually a loser in the trade? I, I, I don't know. I think Brooklyn getting Andre Drummond, you know, it strengthens them in the rebounding department because that's where they were struggling heaps. So I think, and obviously yesterday against the Knicks, you, you saw he had like 24 rebounds or something. So yeah, so that's, that's, that'll be good for them. Seth Curry also, you know, another great shooter as well. And also Ben Simmons, who we haven't seen in a while. So, but for, for Philly to keep Maxi and Tybal, I think that's great for them. And also getting um, Harden as well to have with Embiid. You know, you got a great shot creator in your team. So I, I reckon, I reckon just because of the picks, I think Brooklyn might be might win that trade because especially mm. if KD and Kyrie leave, you know that they've still got that there. Yeah, I I think. Personally, I think the uh, Nets are a big winner because, I mean, they filled the positions as well as getting Simmons. They filled the positions they needed. Um, and, like, the Sixers, I get what you mean by not giving up Curry, uh, not giving up Tyrese Maxey and that and Tyble. But, I mean, they were at one stage, they were, were requesting picks and stuff, including a big player. Like, obviously, you're not going to get picks with James Harden. Um and then again, it just depends how James Harden really plays. I mean... I don't even think Brooklyn have any picks left after the James Harden trade to begin with. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. So, um, I I think... I'm not going to say that the Sixers are big losers. I just think... It's hard to say because, I mean, you're getting Harden in return. I just think the uh, the Nets are big winners. But... Yeah. Um, it also the depends sixes, on how long you're yeah. going to get Harden for. Yeah. Because who knows, he, he might end up cracking it again and wanting to go to another team. Yeah, it's so. like he's done the last two years, which is quite embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, and especially the way Embiid's playing this season, you know, you got to... Harden might have to take a back seat to that, mm. but at least they've got spacing just everywhere now. Yeah. Um, next trade, this one's going to hurt me a little bit. The Kings and... Paces trade. Now, I can't remember the full details, but it was Sabonis. Um, let, me, let me try and remember this. Sabonis healed. Sabonis and healed. And I'll wait for the Paces. Um, yeah. So it was just Sabonis, wasn't it? Oh, here we go. Sabonis, Holiday and Lamb and a second round pick for Halliburton, healed and Tristan Thompson. And Tristan Thompson's just been... Uh, bought out and he's signing with the Bulls. So it's basically just yeah. Halliburton and Heald. Um, who do you think the winner of that trade is? Uh, Pacers. Especially with the way Halliburton's playing. Yeah, I think I think that that's handy. I think it's interesting though, because I feel like both teams have benefited from it. Because like you look at Fox since the trade, he's been playing... Pretty unreal. And I mean, you got Sabonis, who's a good player also, but he just can't shoot. And that's a problem with um, yeah, with De'Aaron Fox as well. He doesn't shoot many threes. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think it's – is it even trade just like um, the Sixers won prior or do you think it's a bit lopsided to the paces? I mean, yeah, the best player in that trade was Tyrese Halliburton. So mm. 
it's it's not like it's a blockbuster trade, but yeah, it's it's yeah. it's still a good trade for both teams. Yeah. Um, like I, I slightly lean paces as well, but I don't think the Kings. Yeah. It depends what the Kings want to do though. Do they want to? I think they're obviously going for the play in, and yeah. I think they should get it with that team. But then again, it's the Kings, so they're a terrible franchise. Um, yeah, and and the, and the Pacers were actually on deadline. They were actually looking to move Buddy Heald straight away. Yeah. They were trying to flip him, but obviously there was no takers for him. Mm. Um, poor Zingas trade. Now, obviously, as a Knicks fan, uh, we're not talking about the Knicks poor Zingas trade. We're talking about his um, <laughs> Mavericks trade to the... So he went to the Wizards with the second-round pick for Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertans. Do you think there's a winner in that trade? Um, well, I, you could say the Wizards because I don't I don't know how what what Dinwiddie's going to be doing. Bertans really offers nothing on defense, so it's a bit hard for the big man department. Um, mm-hmm. Latvian for Latvian in that, <laughs> that trade. Big yeah. Latvian laser. But um, I think he's a perfect fit for, if anything, I'd be more looking at Bertans' name than Dinwiddie's name because I don't know how, but the Mavs are like really good at defense this year, but their offense has been the one that's letting them down. Whereas in prior years, it's the other way around. And if you get yeah. if you've got Bertans who has been hasn't been shooting great lately, but everyone knows that he can shoot above forty percent from the three when he's yeah. on. Um, I think him next to Luca is the big one to look out for. And especially when who knows what's going to happen with Jalen Brunson next offseason, whether he is he a restricted free agent. I, I can't remember. Uh, I think he might be an unrestricted free agent. Mm. So he could easily but, go look yeah, for money. And obviously, and obviously there's a lot of teams sniffing around him. Mm. One being the Knicks and Dorian Finney-Smith also signed that extension. Yeah. As well, you know, Dinwiddie's on a three-year, sixty-two million-dollar contract. So who knows how long? Like, if whether there's a team option there or a player option, no, I don't know. But mm. um, I guess we'll see. I think Dinwiddie can, if Brunson does leave, I think that's a good role for Dinwiddie to take up at least. Um, yeah. Not saying the Mavs are going to be contenders for this, but I don't mind it from either side of the te- either team really, because Porzingis wasn't working out there, and you're not going to get much for him in return except for yeah. what they got and i just i just want to see him healthy playing for the wizards because i mean he's going to be the if he does return this season which i don't know if it's likely or not and without bradley beal returning at all i he's going to be the number one option you would think um, yeah well especially the way kuzma's been playing yeah. this season as well um it might depend on how much usage pausing gets uh yeah it should be interesting to see yeah um, we're getting to getting to some boring trades on not boring trades. The, this one's still a little bit interesting. So the Spurs traded Derek White for Josh Richardson, uh, Romeo Langford, uh, and two first round picks. Um, I don't mind this trade for the Celtics because I quite like Derek White. But what do you think about that trade? Yeah, well, they're getting. Uh, Spurs are going to get a young player in Langford. Um, obviously, a great defender in Josh Richardson to pair up with uh, Dejounte Murray. 
which which, which could be nice. Uh, Derek White did play well yesterday for the Celtics. I think he played about 40 minutes as well. Um, he had a plus minus of 41 as well. Yeah. Against Philly, I think it was. And, and now Pops four wins away from breaking mm. the record, which is cool. Um, yeah, I, it's just just a bit mediocre trade or something that, that yeah. exciting, but the two first round picks could be something. Mm. Um, and one last trade that I don't really need to think we need to talk about what's going the other way, but Harold to the Hornets, I think that's a pretty good get for them with um, how limited they can be at times off the bench in the big man role. Because, I mean, PJ Washington hasn't been that impressive this year. Do you do you like that get for Hornets? Yeah, that's a great get for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, PJ Washington hasn't been anything special for them. But mm. I'd like to see him do well on another team, especially yeah. I think it's his contract year as well. So who knows what's going to happen in the offseason for him. Well, he was rumoured to be getting traded to OKC and all that stuff at one stage, or whether yeah, I did see that. Yeah, you just seeing heaps of stuff like that. But um, OKC obviously just making a trade for KZ off Parlo and then waving him straight straight away. Yeah, that was <laughs> odd. That was odd. Um, basically, just to get a better draft pick, basically. So, mm. um, that was inter- boring deadline for us, but can't complain too much. Um, that's all the trades we really have for now. Um. We'll get into that time of the week. Uh, so his first one, Flemington race to number five is Tuvalu. Uh, Sunshine Coast race five, number one, star of Michelin. God, he doesn't pick easy ones. And his each way of the day is Flemington race four, number 11, Kiko. So I think I've got it. All of them right. I've had a few errors lately, but I'm pretty sure that's right. We'll move on to the NBA talk, just main discussion. Um, we'll start with OKC because we haven't uh, talked about the Thunder in a while, in about three weeks. <laughs> um, Giddy got his third straight triple-double, which I think is the first time since Oscar Robinson. And I think they're the only yeah. two that have actually done it. Um, so the last one was a 17.10 and 10. So, I mean... Not nothing flashy, but I mean he's a rookie. But he did have a as much as you don't want to hear it, he had a 27 point triple double in the garden against yeah. um the Knicks, obviously, but it was in overtime, so that helped a little bit. But um <laughs> and, and, and his stats have been improving each month, like every single stat's nearly improved month on month. And he's he's gonna get the player of the month again in the West, and I don't think anyone's really gonna have a chance of stopping him. I think he's top two of rookie of the year currently. What do you think? I know that you're probably not as high on him as I am because you're not an OKC fan, but yeah. uh, what do you oh, think? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty high on him. Yeah, he's the best rookie in the West, mm. like if that's if anything. Um, I think Evan Mobley's a bit better. He's better. Yeah, I Cade's think better. Mobley's one. I, I, don't uh, have, I don't have Cade higher, though, just this seat. Player-wise, he's probably better. Oh, he is better. But just this yeah. season, based off, like, injuries and stuff that um, Cade's had, do you put him in front still, do you reckon? Yeah, I, I'd still put him in front. Um, you know, there's a lot of rookies. You know, Scotty Barnes, he's dropped off, especially from yeah. the start of the season, and his great start he had. He's still playing well. Obviously, I think mm. Gary Trent Jr. has kind of just taken over. Yeah, a bit, a bit better. 
and Franz Wagner from Magic also, another great rookie, another great scorer as well. He's also been doing well, but um, yeah, Josh Giddy, he's just he's just a talent. Yeah. He's unreal to watch. He's passing, not not even just he's he's passing accuracy, he's pass perception, and all that stuff. Mm. Just being able to find the open man so easily, yeah, and from anywhere on the court is just amazing to watch. So. And he's and he's putting up like these assist numbers and stuff without a without a good big man. I mean, we have got Derek Favors currently playing, and he's getting yeah. these types of numbers. And then, like, if you pair him, let's say we hopefully get a Chet next year, you pair him with a good center. Yeah, um, he just came off an unreal game yesterday. I what what do you have? He had I'd, like eighteen point seventeen rebounds. Oh Jesus Christ! But you pair him with a good center. Or at least a really good shooter. Like we've only got one good shooter, and that's Muscala, and he hasn't been playing. The, the numbers he could put up with assists would could be ridiculous. But um, mm. and he's showing that he can actually score now. It's not just yes, um, yes, yes. not just passing and that. And that's why, as much as I hate SGA being injured, I kind of look forward to this because I want to see what it looks like with Giddy running the team. He's very crafty when he drives to the mm. basket. He's, he's very skillful with his moves and that. Which, now which I'm not I'm not going to compare him to him, but he's kind. He he's a uh, how do I put this? He's a um, a wish version of Doncic, and that's not being rude to Giddy, yeah. but um, like he slows, he goes into the paint pretty slowly, but figures his way around it. Um, but there's also another Thunder rookie I want to talk about, and that's Trey Mann. Now, he, I think he arguably has some of the best moves as a rookie, at least space creation-wise. Um, I haven't seen, like, Jalen Suggs and that. I've seen K. I still think he's got – I'm not going to say he's got – he's probably got – I think he's maybe got better space creation, like, off to create his own shot. Um, yeah. maybe that's me overhyping him or overreacting to what I'm seeing. Um, I know you've watched that game that he played against the Knicks and he had a few good ones. Well, he had 30 points against the Knicks and then backed up with 24 against the Spurs. What do you what do you think of him? I wouldn't want an outside view on him. I kind of turned it off halfway through when we started <laughs> blowing the lead, but um, yeah, he's a great player. That's all I can really say. He's just, he's mm. just, he's just a great player. And he was taken late in the first round, so I wouldn't exactly say he's a steal. But he, I feel like he's creeping, and this might be me overreacting again. I feel like he's creeping into the top, top twelve players of the draft, maybe. Yeah. If, um, if there was a redraft, he'd probably be in the top yeah. twelve. Yeah. And what I do find funny is Jalen Green's nowhere in the top ten for the rookie rankings. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, oh yeah, for you that put money on him for rookie of the year, that is. Yep. I've got. I've probably got two of the other legs with Giannis, defensive player, and Embiid MVP. <laughs> Jalen Green. Yeah, I should should have backed to... should have backed Mobley, even though at the start of the year we didn't think he was going to be that all that great. I should have backed Kate just because I'm an Oklahoma State fan. Yeah. So oh, you didn't even back your man. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're the two rookies that I wanted to talk about at least. Um, obviously, there's no JRE, sadly. Um, and we are on track to get top four pick or top four odds at least. Yeah, I was looking um, at the mock draft yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if we get a top three pick, I'll be happy. If we fall out top five, I think Presti's going to make moves. 
Um, he'll have yeah. to make moves, you'd think. Um, we'll move on. Uh, we're getting closer to what you want to talk about, but there's just one more topic. DeMar DeRozan, I think he broke a record yesterday for being the first player to have seven consecutive 35-point games shooting over 50% from the field. Uh, Wilt had the record at six, and he's closing in on having most consecutive 35-point games for a Bulls player um, behind Jordan, obviously. I think he's four more games behind him. Um, he's playing unreal, and the Bulls, I think, second or third in the West. Is he a top three MVP player this year? Um, I'd, I'd put him I'd put him four, but really mm. close to be pushing I, to I, take a jar spot. Oh, jar. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was... I I was agreeing with you. I had him. I have him four, basically, but I have Embiid and Jokic and Giannis as my top three. Um, I'm not going to argue having Jar over Giannis, maybe, but I think the top two is still Jokic and Embiid. Whether your top two is different or not, but um, I feel I just feel bad for Demar because like he's putting up these great numbers and stuff, but. Do you still feel like he's a bit underrated, even though he's having this great season? He's an all-star starter. Yeah, I, I just feel like he's not... I don't know why, but, like, you see the rankings. I think he's he was sixth in the rankings that they released the other day, but he wasn't top five at least. But, like, he's putting up these numbers. Is it? Do you reckon it's just because his game's not flashy like the others? Like, it's all just mid-range, which yeah. I, I mean, like it, seeing. He, he's still scoring. He's still mm. dropping 40 points and 35-plus yeah. points a game, especially over the last seven games. So, mm. and, and it's not against bad defenders. Like, I think he, he dropped it on Lou Dort. I think Lou Dort was playing. Um, Davion Mitchell, uh, I can't remember. He, he's he's a bit undersized for, compared yeah. to DeRozan. But... Pat Beverly, like, great defender in Pat Beverly. <laughs> Move past that. But um, I, I think I agree. I think he's top four not top three yet. Um, and I don't reckon you will get top three just because the way he plays. And then you got people like Giannis putting up ridiculous numbers and Morant. Um, yeah. If Morant can stay healthy at least. Um, yeah. Now we'll get on. We'll, I'll let you lead just with the Knicks in general. I think they've lost a few in a row. They obviously lost last night. They gave up a 28-point lead to the Nets without Kyrie, KD, or Simmons. Um, and then they lost to OKC in overtime without SGA and Dort. And they lost another big game. So I'll just let you go on lost, with that for a bit. Yeah, we lost to the Lakers after having another comfortable lead going off to a hot start. And what I want to know is, what the fuck are Tibbs' rotations? <laughs> IQ last night. You know, came off a pretty bad. He's come off a pretty bad stretch. I think it was two for twenty over the last few games. Came on, and in twenty minutes had seven for ten from the field, eighteen point six rebounds, four assists in twenty minutes. And they were probably in about four minute stints. No one tips because he's terrible. Alec Burks last night, twenty six minutes, three points, and he was on nearly to the end till the last minute, and until Tibbs finally brought on Emmanuel quickly. And what happens when Tibbs brings on Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel quickly scores straight away. He gets to the basket really easily. Can space the floor really easily like he did. 
and Alec Burks, all he cares about is getting to the free throw line and barely even doing that well yesterday. It was absolutely pathetic to watch, and I'm sick of watching Alec Burks run the offense because we've got apparently we've got no other point guard, and you know it's maybe just a bit boring to watch Randall sit on the half court and dribble and do a stupid step back mid range. Mm. It's we're the first team in the last 25 years to blow three 20 point leads in a month. That that's terrible, and I'm not even surprised. You know we're warned about this by the Wolves fans, and you know, saying about how bad his rotations are. I think Brad, our Bulls fan, our Bulls friend said um, that as well. And for him to come out in a press conference yesterday and say, you know, you're not just going to give minutes for the sake of giving minutes. You know, you got to play hard and all that's it to earn those minutes. That's a load of bullshit. Because why the fuck is Kemba, Kemba starting and why is Fournier starting over Deuce McBride, who in the G League is averaging 31 points, 11 assists and seven rebounds. In the G League, I know oh, it's a G League. Who cares? He's still doing that. And over Cam Reddish, who was averaging over 24 points in a great stint and can play defense and can shoot about 90% from the free throw line. You know, it's just stupid. For him to come out and say, oh, because we, yeah, because we don't have a point guard stuff. And then for Deuce to be doing that every game. For Cam, you know, Quinton Grimes only just got in, but he's only getting in because, God forbid, you played RJ Barrett too long because you thought you'd go on a run with seven with two minutes left down by 17 you know you think what you're just going to jack up six threes no idiot but also why is randall stat padding still at the end and randall's just gassed Mm. randall's gassed because you're playing him fucking 40 minutes a game when obi toppin's right there who can come on for randall and at least i don't know maybe fucking do something He's great on transition. He's, he can defend. His three-point shot's bad, but that's fair. You know, play him at four, play him at the five or something. Who cares? We don't need Taj Gibson playing 25 minutes in 2022. It's an absolute joke. And at the end, also, Mitchell Robertson and Julius Randle going up for the rebound. No communication, no boxing out whatsoever. Let's Bruce Brown get in and get the rebound, pass out to Patty Mills. And I think he passed it across court to Cam Thomas in surprise, surprise. No, Cam he, Thomas, who was just on he fire. He missed and... a three. He missed a Did three. He? Yeah, he missed he the corner miss three. three. Oh, no. And then he got the rebound while he was leaning oh, out, yeah, of went out of bounds. Oh, yeah, it went out of bounds. Yeah, and then, then, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then Cam Thomas probably scored again. You know, it's just Tibbs putting no faith in the rookies whatsoever. Mm. You look at all the other big teams and the, all the contending teams, and not just that, but just any team, what mm. they do, Phoenix, they put faith in Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, Aiden, obviously. Brooklyn, they put faith in Cam Thomas, David Duke Jr., Kessler Edwards, Dayron mm. Sharp, whilst all their big players are gone. If we had Randall gone, Tibbs would play Alec Burks at the power forward. Tibbs was experimenting with Taj Gibson at the three. Tibbs never puts Jericho Sims on, who was an amazing center at Texas. Mm. You know, Lakers, Austin Reeves, and I know he's not really a rookie, but Stanley Johnson, who's yeah. been on a multiple teams, but at least they're putting faith in him. Philly, yeah. Tyrese Maxey, who was picked two picks before Emmanuel Quickly, is now starting for Philly. Denver, Bones Highland. Boston yeah. put, Boston played Grant Williams 41 minutes last night and they, against the Pistons. He, I, know, I know they lost, but he plays great defense and can be a solid role player for players like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You know, you need to accommodate your star players. Our star players are apparently Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, which is fair enough, mm. but you've you got no one to accommodate them because you've got Alec Burks running the offense for some fucking reason. 
I saw it's, a, it's just disgusting. I saw a tweet as well. Um, I I didn't uh, watch any video on it, but apparently in the presser, um, Tibbs was talking about like the players he wanted to get minutes, and he excluded a lot of the rookies. Um, I think Cam was one of the ones that he excluded as well. And it's just like you've just given up. Why the did first we trade for him? Yeah, I know. And that you've I know given it wasn't our pick. pick. But it was probably a sweetener just to get Kevin Knox, who was going to probably leave in free yeah. agency anyway. Cam, Tam, Cam Thomas at the start of the game was shoot two for 11 to start. Yeah, he was shooting terrible. And it finished, and he finished on the court. IQ mm. was shooting six for nine, and Burks was still on the court. Do you reckon if IQ was shooting two for 11, that he would still be on the court at the end of the game? Well, actually, I, I want to bring that up because that's something I. Well, I'll, I'll get to in a second. Um, Grimes had a good game against OKC as well. I Every time he got the ball and shot, I just thought it was going in from three. I think at one stage, he was five of eight from three. And he, they just didn't keep... They just stopped really giving it to him on the three for some reason. Um, but I want to... I know you hate Tibbs, but I want your thoughts on this. So, obviously, it was in overtime... It shouldn't have been in overtime anyway because OKC have literally they're ranked thirtieth in everything on offense at least, um, and you just let us score one hundred and twenty four points. Obviously, there was still overtime, but like yeah. the Knicks' defense is worse than OKC's defense this year. After Knicks had a really good defense last year, um, just your thought: Do you, the play that they drew up, the Knicks drew up, um, it got quickly wide open for three in the corner. And it was a good, I think it was a good play. But the question is, you had Quickly, who played 15 minutes that game. He was shooting 0 of 6 up until that point and hadn't scored. Um, do you think that's a good play because you think, that, oh, they're not going to pass it to him because he hasn't made a shot this game. And it's good because he's got a wide open shot. Or do you still try and force it to someone that's like, say, Quinton Grimes that's hit a few threes in a row? What would you well, have preferred as a... At that situation, fan? you just got to find the open man. And yeah. That's it. If he misses, he misses. You know, the yeah. game where RJ Barrett hit his game winner, he didn't do much, but he still hit mm. that game winner. So, yeah, yeah I, I you know, really like that play call at least. It's, it's where you've got to put trust in your teammates yeah. to do that stuff. Which you yeah, don't expect no, from Tibbs. <laughs> yeah, there's no hero. There can't be a hero ball situation there. But um, no, Do you want Tibbs fired this season? I don't want him, would, I don't want him you... here next season. But would you prefer him to be out of? Uh, would you prefer changeover now or wait until the end of the season so then the next coach can actually come in and well, um, make his changes? Well, now would be the best time because the All Star break. Mm. But you know, if if that would happen, you know, you you would have had to identify what coaches you would have wanted. You know, Kenny Atkinson, Johnny Bryant, who's our assistant coach, who's known for his player development, would be awesome. Kenny yeah. Payne. Um, who's one of our assistant coaches as well, was formerly at Kentucky, another great development coach. Mm. Um, it, I just want to see the, the rookie. If we're going to lose, at least lose with the rookies and stuff. Look at OKC. If they're yeah. losing, they're losing with all the rookies and that. They're not mm. given veterans, even though they don't have, it, have many. They're giving them... Favors. <laughs> yeah, they're giving, they're giving the centers minutes. They're starting mm. JRA, who was picked 53, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That was Wiggins. Was it? Wiggins well, was still 53. JRA was 30. They have they have started Wiggins. Yeah. Sometime this season, I, I guarantee. He, he started nine or ten games, I think. Yeah. And, I, you know, 
what's what's the harm in developing these players? Yeah. What's the harm? Especially and for Leon Rose to not make a move on deadline was absolutely pathetic. To not even say anything or why he did it. And for Tibbs to say, oh, I like this group of people. What is it about Nerland's Noel not grabbing, being able to catch a ball? Do you like... Little hands. What is it about Nerland's Noel being injury-prone as shit mm. every... In a back... Can't even play back-to-back mm. is, is what you like about it. What do you like about Alec Burks weighing the ball up the court? You know, there was a trade, apparently... It was a three-team trade between us, the Lakers, and the Raptors. Apparently, we give Alec Burks and a first round to the Raptors, I think. And we get Goran Dragic a second round. I can't remember what... Oh, the, no, the Lakers... The Raptors got... I oh, know the Lakers got Alec Burks. Um, the Raptors got Taylor Horton Tucker. And a 2027 first round, I think. Mm. And yeah, we got Goran Dragic in a second round. I don't know why we just couldn't have just gone with that trade. What's the point? What's the point of us having these draft picks if we have yeah. a coach that's not even going to play the rookies to begin with? You know, and I know you get to the point, like I said, you can only develop a certain amount of players, but it, we're not developing any of them at all. We're yeah. just, they're just sitting on the bench. They're going to go to another team and do well there. Hmm. What are your thoughts on, because Stephen A. Smith out of rant, obviously, and I know you wouldn't have been a big fan of that, even though, you pissed off at the Knicks. Um, thoughts on what he said about Leon Rose? Because I knew, I think you really liked him when he first came in, didn't you? Well, yeah. Well, from what I was hearing about Leon Rose, being him being a player agent and everything, you know, mm. I was thinking, gee, we could get we could get some good players in here. And but and also, yeah, Worldwide West, who's like he's in charge of something with with the team. Mm. Yeah, you know, him for him just not rate DeMar DeRozan or Lonzo and not even get mm-hmm. anyone, but spend all their money on Evan Fournier. And yeah, I get, I get it. Resigning Burks and Noel, they played well last season. They had good, good parts of last season, especially Noel when Robinson was out there, at least he played a little bit of a role, yeah. but it wasn't doing much anyway, because Randall had the balls, you know, it, yeah. and I guess that showed faith in those yeah. players and to future free agents. If you play well here, you're going to get paid. So yeah. that's, but for, for us to just not make any move at all and keep the same group of people every week and to then say, oh, week after week, for Tibbs to come out and say, oh, the players, just the starters just aren't gelling yet. Yeah. They're just not gelling. It's, well, obviously, they're not going to because you've got too many people that are trying to play hero ball. Mm. You've got – you have no X factor on this team, you know. You look at all the other teams – they have their one. They have the one go-to man. That's yeah. what the Knicks used to have in Mallow. They used to have a go-to man and that you knew every time when it was in crunch time. If, who are you going to give the ball to? Mallow. Now who are you going to give the ball to in crunch time? Randall. What's he going to do? A step should back, be, mid-range. Should be RJ. Yeah, I know that he's RJ. injured, but um, yeah, but it should be him. And Randall is not that guy. And, and what Stephen A. Smith said was correct. Um, oh, we're in with him for once. They did, yeah, yeah, well, why not? I'm angry. He's angry. <laughs> I mean, he barely watches the Knicks games anyway. Um, <laughs> but they deserve better. The Knicks, yeah. I'm not, I haven't been a Knicks fan or a basketball fan for that long, probably about six or seven years around that. And, you know, they deserve a whole lot better. For the most expensive 
team, for the richest team in basketball, and to win absolutely nothing and just be mediocre every year is just disgusting. To have, you know, crap like this all the time, it mm. kind of makes me miss Alfred Payton. Like, because at least he wasn't trying to do everything. And and I know I shouldn't be mad at Kemba because he's only on six or seven, but what the hell? Now I get why Tibbs benched him and all that stuff. Mm. And why not bench him again? Why not run him in the second unit? Why not run <laughs> Camp? Why not run um, Quinton Grimes when RJ comes back? Let him run the point, or let him just be there because you're going to run the ball through Randall anyway. Yeah. So why not? What, what's what's the harm in that? Why not just try some new things? We're not going to make the play-in. We're not going to make the playoffs, obviously. So. Yeah it's going to be another lottery situation where I have to listen to that absolute dickhead, give us the eighth pick and smile about it. Whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. <laughs> he just smiles all his way through it all. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was excited about this season. I was looking at, especially with the draft this season, I was mm. thinking, Oh gee, I'm going to have to look at some deeper players and stuff. And yeah, that'd be awesome to see. But no, now I'm back to the lottery where I'm looking at, um, Paolo again. I really want. I really want Ivy. Like uh, bad. I really want Ivy. Shade and Sharp should be interesting, but and you know Jabari Smith and all that. But you'll get I a should... Sharp jersey if he goes to the Knicks, surely. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, even though it's got knee on the end, but like. Yeah, true. Um, true. But you know, it's it's just it's just shit to watch now, and I'm going to be watching it again when we play Miami next week. Oh yeah, true. Um, any finishing remarks? Because there's one other topic I wanted to touch on. I forgot to touch on earlier. Props to Cam Thomas. Played an unreal game. Yeah. Well, we'll finish on the Knicks uh, rant there. And the last topic, I went part, overlooked it before. Um, what event are you most looking forward to this weekend? Obviously, it's also a weekend. Um, we won't touch on this for long, but uh, what are you most keen for, at least? What are you going to watch or uh, looking well, forward to? Dunk contest because Obi Toppin, mm. so that should be interesting. Hopefully, he doesn't get screwed over again like last year. But the rookie showcase as well. Um, uh, the the Rising Stars Challenge. Sorry, um, Josh Giddy and Dyson Daniels, the two Aussies in there, which should be good to watch. Dyson Daniels, not that good. <laughs> I'm better than him. Beat him one on one. I I think I don't know. I, when I think about it, I almost think that the All Star Game is nearly my least favorite thing. What's happening this weekend? Like, yeah. it's 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 kind of just boring now. Like I've been seeing TikToks come up of like the good old um, East versus West games where like they were actually trying to win and they went like just having fun and everything, and yeah. it was actually competitive. Um, I, dunk contest is always good. I'm like you said, I'm probably more the rookie showcase I'm looking forward to and how it, how that, I don't know how it actually works. It's still confusing to me. I've read the rules about like three times, but yeah. um, I think that and the skills challenge and stuff, obviously you got the three point contest, but you haven't got Curry or anyone like that in there. Yeah. So Patty Mills should be exciting. Yeah. That, that would be exciting just because he's in it. Um, Do you reckon the dunk contest is overrated? I don't know. It's just not. It's not. It's, it's not, not as, as good think, as what it used to be. After the Levine and Gordon, yeah, it, that battle, one. They kind of went. It kind of went downhill. Like it's because that nothing, was just too good. 
Yeah, ev- like, everyone uh, had a high. <laughs> yeah, there's never gonna like. I don't know. It's kind of there's only a certain amount of dunks you can do. Yeah, like that really wows you. Like you like. It's like for God's sake, a guy pretending to kiss the rim won it last yeah. year. Yeah. And no discredit to Anthony Simons, he's been playing unreal. Mm. So. And and the a lot of the dunks that have been done now are recreations of older dunks. Yeah. So I mean, people are just finding it harder and harder. Get Javale McGee back in there. Get the yeah, get him, the two rings dunk, out. Yeah, get him, let him dunk two balls again. Oh, balls. get get to get Dwight Howard out and get his Superman cape out. Yeah. Um, that's all for this week. Um, we are on Spotify as well. So if you're listening on that, well, I hope it's good quality at least. I'm not the one uploading on there. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Um, we're also on TikTok and Twitter. Yeah, well, so. TikTok and Twitter. We're we're getting up there in Twitter, thankfully. Um, getting getting close to 2,500 followers. So um, I think the goal was 5,000. So. We're nearly halfway there, but yeah. it's still a stretch. But I reckon we can get there. Yeah, we'll get some more guests on. We'll try and get Giddy and all that on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're closing in on the AFL season, though, so um, I don't know. Will you be joining us for the AFL? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, how, yeah we'll I'll, see I'll be around. Yeah. I'll be around. All right, good. You're not leaving us. And Lockie obviously will not be leaving us. We'll just have to uh, fix, fix, find a time because, you know, they have Thursday night games and it's all a mess with the AFL. Anyway, we thanks really for joining Lockie. Yeah. What does Lockie bring to this podcast? Yeah, well, height. <laughs> Man's can't even guess an NBA player. If we, if, we ever make an, if we ever make a basketball team, Sharpie, he brings height. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, Sharpie. Not too easy. And we'll see you next week. Bye.